You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today's case study of the week is not just going to show you how to go from one to one to one to many, but how you too can learn how to market to teens and parents. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, I have another extraordinary entrepreneur up to extraordinary things. This is really great. It's so good. We talked about a lot. I just got off the episode with my special guest today, Julie Kim. Now, she is a graduate of USC and Harvard. (laughs) Harvard. And today, what she has created with her business is unbelievable. She has created a online mentoring world for high school students that want to get accepted into their dream colleges. And how she does that, why she does that, the how and the why behind that is what has made her very, very successful in a very short amount of time. And she's going to be much more successful moving forward. We talked about how she went from 50 to 60 clients one-on-one and how she was able to go from like burnt out and can't do any more to now turning this into a massively scalable program and how you can do that as well. And she also talked about something that I get all the time, which is like, I have a program for, you know, college kids or high school students. How do I market to them? Do I market to them? Do I market to parents? And she's going to share with you what shifted and how she shifted it. She's also going to share with you guys some of the cool things she's learned from us about how she changed up her messaging. And when she changed up her messaging, it changed everything. This is a fantastic episode. And please stick around to the end because Julie really, you can just really feel her passion and her voice come through. She starts to talk about the mission and the vision behind this business and how it fuels all of it, everything. And it's really something to listen for in this episode that I talk about vision all the time and kind of goes in in one ear and out the other for most people. And then they wonder why they're not growing, they're not putting stuff out there, they're not doing what they're doing. And we need to start looking at that vision as the vacuum that calls you forth to who you need to be and what you need to do to make that vision the reality of your life, of your experience. And it's the vision that starts that. It's the intention. It's where am I going? Where will I be? What's my destination? What's my purpose, my function? Why do I exist? For what purpose? It's so good. So let's get into this episode right now with Julie Kim. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with today's very special guest, extraordinary entrepreneur, Julie Kim. Julie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You manifested this. I did. I put it on my manifestation list at the beginning of this year and it happened. Was that new stuff for you or you've been doing that kind of stuff for some time? I actually started... In 2019 with Catherine Zinkina's program. Mm, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So any other, I'm just curious before we get into like, who is Julie? Any other like 
cool manifestations that you've ex- experienced that come to mind that you'd want to share? So far, this has been the coolest one. <laughs> Stop it. She's just saying that. <laughs> no, really. She's just like, saying that on the show because she's here, but thank you. <laughs> no, really. Like, I was like, wow, is this really happening? Yeah. I guess just my business and the work that I'm doing, I always put them on my list and they happen every quarter. That's awesome. Um, well, that's what we're going to get into today. So I'm very excited for that. Why don't we start to give people some context? Tell us a little bit about your business. What do you do? Who do you, who do you help? How do you help them? Yeah. So I'm Julie Kim and I help high school students get accepted into their dream colleges using passion projects. What does that mean? Using passion projects? Yeah. So I help students create their own opportunities because I see a lot of high school students doing volunteering and attending, you know, summer programs and traveling abroad just because they feel like they need to do that. And so I help my students create their own and it starts with, or it could be creating a YouTube channel, starting their own podcast, creating their own organizations, their own business, all of that. So this is genius. This is amazing because my parents love them so much. They so pushed for me for college. And, and I've told my story before, like I was already making like money doing my own business in high school. And so I was like, why do I need to go to college? You say go to college to get a job. I'm like, I already, I'm already making more money than my counselor. <laughs> they did not like that. You are going to college. And they paid $10,000. This is back in 1999. That was a lot of money. More money than yeah, it was now. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. $10,000 yeah. for a college counselor. And just to... <laughs> to help me get into college. Are you, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? No. It's, it's a lot, right? I can't believe that you had a college counselor. <laughs> You're laughing at me. Oh, I hated it. It felt like I was going to the dentist. It really felt like I was going to the dentist. And the, 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 the long end of the story, he hated me. He couldn't stand me. I knew it because he, he had a lot of pride. He, wa- he wanted to send his students it was like Harvard and Yale. You know, I was like, I want to get my students into the best schools. And he took one look at me and he's like, that's not happening here. And it ends up the school I ended up going, he had no say, pull, or even recommendation at all with it. I ended up coming. I was like, I heard about this other school's Chapman University. I think I'm just going to go there. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you can do that if you want. <laughs> that's what I ended up doing. Oh, so you don't charge 10,000 in this program, but I love what I'm hearing for two reasons. I got to, I just got to share this. Go. So you help high school kids get into the college of their dreams by creating their own passion project. So what you've just shared with me is the promise, the niche and the vehicle. And you've created, this is your vehicle. You created this, didn't you? Yep. I think this is one of the reasons why you're just, you're crushing it. I mean, this is amazing because it's not just as simple as how to get into college. It's like, here's this unique thing that's gonna give you the shoe in the cutting edge. We can talk about that, but that makes so much sense because no one thought to do that with me because I was doing all these things. I was starting businesses. I was doing my own thing and people tried to put all that in a box. And what I'm hearing, even in the few words I've let you speak, it's, it's like, no, honor that, like highlight that, make that your unique highlighted thing on your resume, basically, that has you stand out, right? And what you created in high school, that is a passion project. Yep. And we didn't, no one knew it. $10,000 guy didn't tell me that. So where were you then, Julie? Where were you then, right? (laughs) 
I was in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. All right. That's amazing. I, I kind of set you up to see where you'd go with that and you just took it and hit a home run. <laughs> okay. Here's my first question. Let's actually talk to Julie, not James here. One a really big question I get, I work with other, you've maybe asked me this question yourself, um, but I get this question all the time from people that work with children in some ways. They work with anyone under the age of 18, young adults. When it comes to writing copy and marketing, we always say you, talk to that you, that one person. How have you navigated that? Who is your avatar in this? Who is your buyer? Who's the actual customer that you speak to in your marketing? Yeah. So when I first started the business, I targeted parents because I thought they have the money. So they will be the purchasers. So my copy looked something like, you know, how would you feel if your child got accepted into your during college? And eventually, I don't know when I made the shift to speaking directly to the students because I've been there myself. They are the one who's going to college. So I thought, let me inspire them. Let me wow. motivate them. Let me talk to their dreams. And and obviously, I do talk to parents, and that is part of our copy. But I would say 95% of the messaging and, and the audience is directly towards the students. What changed when you shifted the messaging? I think everything. Wow. Everything changed because the students were the ones emailing us now. And they can get their parents to do anything if they get, if they bug oh, yeah. them enough, right? Yeah. Because, oh my gosh, another point is I did so many one-on-one -on -one calls with the students where the parents brought them to me. So like your case, right? And it wasn't effective. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're just blowing my mind right now. Because if you're targeting the parents, the clients you end up working with are the ones that don't want to be doing this. And so your job, you know, oh, yeah. not as much fun. Whoa. Okay. They're missing meetings and yeah, and then know. they're just like the energy. Like, what? Okay, I guess. Wow. Yeah. And now you so have these eager kids that are like, "Yes, this is what I want, Julie." Yeah. That's amazing. How do you navigate the sales side of it when you have a 16, 17 year old kid going through your stuff? Like, when it comes time to say the price and how to invest, like, what does that look like? I really talk about the importance of investment to these students. I think they might think, wow, that is very expensive or, you know, that's too much. But I tell them that I invest in myself a lot and I'm always growing. And so I, I approach it in a more of an investment, in an investing way versus mm -hmm. like, here's a price. Mm -hmm. But I mean, honestly, there are students where they do you still think it's a price, but I can't change that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But then I guess what I'm asking beyond that is then you just say, basically, let me ask you this way. Are you asking them to fork up over the dough? Or are you saying, go ask mom and dad or neither? Neither. I don't say anything like you that. You don't say anything like that. And then they can just choose where the money's coming from. They yeah, can, Some of them are going mom, dad. Some of them are saying, you know what? I worked summers or weekends and like, I can do this. No, it's, it's mostly the students who bring their parents or they come together mm. they're like we've been watching your stuff for a while we really love what you do so we like to enroll okay and it is usually the parents then that are funding Paying for it yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome but with our low-end uh, membership i'm not sure what happens there because maybe the, the student can afford it mm. if it's a 
$97. So, so I don't know what happens there. So you have two programs. I have four. <laughs> you have four. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So which one do you want to talk about? Which one are you doing challenges yeah. with? For the challenge, I'm promoting our digital course, but for today's podcast, I would like to talk about my group program. Great. Let's talk about, let's talk about that. So tell us about the, what the offer is a little bit more. So it's a group program, like how long, what, what kind of things you go over and how much is the investment on that? Yeah. So the group program is 4,997. Our beta price was 2,997. It's a six month group coaching program. Wow. That's amazing. And a group coaching program does not exist in this industry. You were the first one to do it. I didn't check anything yet, but... Sure. From what you've seen. Yeah. So I want to sort of start with the story. Yeah. I was taking on about like 50, 60 one-on-one clients, even just a year ago. And I was like, okay, I've hit my capacity like literally like this is my threshold this is my <laughs> that's volume. your threshold <laughs> mine, mine and, would have been like five <laughs> and it took me to realize that when i hit it yeah and so that's when i joined bbd pod and then mike was our coach and mike was facilitating the pod and i was like oh my gosh this is so freaking good mm. we need this for our high school students so that's where my group program came from. This is so great. I'm going to not, I'm not going to let you move forward yet because this is an important thing you're pulling out because what hap- tends to be a belief is we get people that have been doing really great work one-on-one like you were. Yeah. And then we say, okay, I've, I've reached my capacity, but there's more gas in the tank. I want to help more people. I want to make this bigger. If I do something like group, it probably won't be as effective. Oh yeah. It may not help. It may not be as you know worth it. And then there you were, no one had to even say anything to you. You had the experience and that busted the belief. You were like, being in this small group together shows me that I can actually get more value because people are going to be asking questions that I didn't even think to ask. Yeah. What? Okay. So that I'm assuming that's what it started to happen, right? Yeah. And the accountability and just seeing yeah. everyone's faces every week. Community. There were so many benefits oh. that I didn't think about. That's so awesome. During that 90 day pod, did you say, okay, I'm going to do the group program? Okay. Actually during that 90 day, I finally made the passion project my vehicle. I didn't even know that that was my vehicle. Yeah. That's why when you said it, I knew it immediately. I'm like, well done, Julie. That's beautiful. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just like a thing that I do, but I didn't think that that would be like my thing, but Mm -hmm. I officially turned it into my vehicle. My messaging changed completely. Everything was about passion project now. What was it before? What was it before? And we'll explain. People don't know. People that haven't been in our world won't know what you're talking about when you say vehicle. So what was it before you used passion project? It was still passion project, but it wasn't emphasized. Got it. Yep. It was like one of the things that I did. And before BBD pod, I didn't have a vehicle. Yeah. Yep. Let me explain the vehicle to people just so we have a little bit more context. If Julie goes out there and says, how to get into college, how to get into college of your dreams, you know, that's like, oh yeah, I want that. But she's probably, because I told you about my college counselor, not the only person on the planet doing that. So there's a way in which you can elevate it. And this is all, you know, Eugene Schwartz stuff from like breakthrough advertising and stuff where you start to make bigger claims, like how to get in, you know, the top colleges without blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like a bigger, bolder claim, right? 
But then the next level of market effectiveness really is when we start to create more of a vehicle. Something that stands out as the unique vehicle is like this thing that gets you to the transformation. And so Julie isn't just known for getting people into college. She's known for the person that's going to show you how to create this passion project. And that's going to be the thing that gets you into college. That's what will have her stand out and be unique. That's what makes her messaging more strategic, concise, and like tied together. It's this one statement. And if people will go through her stuff and say, passion projects are the most effective way to get you into college, then to, even if you have a lower GPA or bad test scores or something, like people are going to start paying attention. People are going to say, I'm going to need, I got to learn from Julie's methods. So that's what we're talking about. And that's huge. So you do this through, you do the group. How do you enroll the group program? Is that a challenge or no? So I do live workshops. So okay. Like a live webinar. You yeah. do like a live webinar. That's it. You just do like a 60 minute webinar, get people registered for it. And the price is right there. Is there, is there a phone call? Is there an application? That's it. We just sell through the webinar Wow. and we send follow-up emails and then I would say every launch we do hop on sales calls with people who just need more information because it is $5,000. Mm-hmm. But most of our students just purchased from the emails or the webinar. Yeah. That's awesome. Anything else you want to share about the group program or how it's created or how you run it, fill it, et cetera? I think one belief that's really helped me transition from one-on-one to group program is not everyone will benefit from the group program. And that's like, not everyone will like that approach. Then those are not my people. That's okay. Mm -hmm. There are students who are more sociable, interactive. They need that group accountability. And those are the people that I'm helping. So I think that really helped me out with running this group program. Because I used to feel really guilty about like, I'm not giving them a lot of attention. They're not getting my one-on-one support. But I mean, I'm helping out the kids who are okay with group programs and just delivering the benefit of that has also really helped out with enrolling more students previous launches. Yeah, that's huge. That's really big. Maybe something worth asking and maybe it's the vehicle that really answers this, but you know what always comes up for people that are usually new, right? Is like, I want to create this program, group, course, but I am worried about like, what if I can't fulfill? What if I can't deliver? And so like, what what would you be your advice to somebody when like you're making, here's this training on how to get into college and like, it's something that is outside of their control in so many ways, you know, the whatever, what do they call the person that's picking <laughs> that, that, that decides who gets in? What is that the called? Admission the admissions yeah. officers. I'm like, yes, school, college, terms. You know, they could be having a bad day, right? You know, and they just say, no. Where is your head belief system and perspective on that? Like if you had people go through the program and they're like, you know, we didn't get accepted. I firmly believe that nothing beats a good story when you're applying with, I mean, everything in life, but especially with the college application process. If you are putting yourself out there, taking risks, doing something that you are uncomfortable with and turning that into a passion project and you're sharing your mistakes and failures and accomplishments in an authentic story using your true, beautiful voice, then you've done the best that you can. And yeah. what, what mission officers decide to do 
is out of your hands. Mm. So we are doing the best that we can. And together you're growing with your passion project. It's not like, okay, we're creating this one thing and that's going to help you get in. All right, bye. You grow with the project. So if you can imagine the quality of the essays, the way that you're showing up for your interviews, it's different. So we're going to do the best that we can with what we have. Yeah. In the most authentic way. And that's and what your that's, promise is. Yeah. That's the promise. That's huge. And yeah. And when you are applying in, with an authentic voice, you're going to be able to beat a lot of other voices that are not so authentic. So good. So yeah. good. You know what my, not that anybody cares, but I'm going to share it anyway. Do you know what my, my college acceptance or whatever essay was? It was about, and I got in with this and it was so good. It was about me building a treehouse. That was my, that was my, okay. and I wanted to pick something that was like bizarre and weird. So it was, and it was a true story. It was me building a treehouse in high school. And it was a story of how I'd always wanted one as a kid and then finally decided to do it. And it's the whole story of how I got the whole neighborhood kids and we built it together. And I ended up becoming like the foreman with the vision. And like, there was just this moment. And I still remember this moment in my life. Like it's actually was a real impactful moment where I was like present to eight or 10 kids all around me working and doing something. Some of them were like, here, help me cut this. And someone else is in the tree. And these guys are building this little side thing. And I was like, this was my vision. And I create, I shared this vision with everyone in the neighborhood and they're doing it. And it was, it was awesome. So I had to share that. That was, and I got me into college was how to build a tree house. <laughs> You're doing that right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why that was such an impactful thing yeah. because I was like, I don't know. And that's why I said, I was like, it's not about the treehouse. It was about that. I had an idea for something and I was able to get people on board with that idea and put their heart and soul into it, you know? So <laughs> that, uh, that was me just selfishly sharing. <laughs> it came up for me. I had to. So you kind of shared a little bit of your leap to one-to-one to one-to-many -one -one, turning this into a group. And so, by the way, I have to ask, like, so it's grown financially too, right? Since you've done that. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. But what we haven't shared is like how you even got into this at all. You wanted to kind of share that with us. Yeah. So I was always interested in education and I love mentoring kids and just empowering them. And that is really my zone of genius. So I started working at a college consulting company. So I guess for... Mm -hmm. It's like a nine to five job, right? And so I started working at a really big company and it was all one-on-one -on -one approach. So the kid would come into the room and we would talk about like college list and all of that. And the kids were not really inspired, not really motivated. They didn't know what they wanted to do. It was all about, let's just get you into a good college. Mm -hmm. Like forget about your beliefs, forget about your mindset, forget about your passion. Let's just get you into Harvard. Let's get into USC. And if you are not at that level, statistically speaking, then we're going to categorize you as, okay, just go to like a safety school, like go to a pop school. So if you can just imagine what kind of a, you know, what, what kind of a life students are starting to live, even as a high school student, labeling themselves as not good enough and, and all of that. And so I started tutoring online just to make some side money. And then that eventually turned into an online business. But actually, I wanted to have a actual, like an in-person business where people could come into the office and all of that. But 
So I, I applied for like a SBA loan and then it got wow. denied. <laughs> wow. So I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck am I going to do? And I'm talking like no savings, like 10K in debt and credit cards. I was like, what am I going to do? And so I was like, I'll just do an online business. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and I want to talk about the loan thing for a second. I'm so glad you shared that. That's wow. What a, what a blessing in disguise. Right. Because I hear people like, like, do I need a loan? Should I get a loan? I'm like, look, when I was struggling, when I was in that four years of struggle, I went to my dad and I asked him for a loan and he goes, all right, how much do you, how much do you want? And I said, $5,000. I didn't do diddly with that. I spent, I wasted all of that money and it didn't go anywhere it was embarrassing i'm like i i had like here here's twenty five hundred dollars for a graphic designer to like make a new logo i like oh my gosh so anyways okay so you said hey i can just do this online so then what'd you do next and then i just started doing one-on-ones i had a business coach that i hired and then yeah i just just added more one-on-one clients one-on-one clients i think that's all I knew. Like that was my, like my tunnel vision. What were you, what was your marketing method though? What were you, how were you getting? Cause I mean, you got to 50 to 60 clients. How'd you do that? I was doing weekly live webinars and then having them hop on a sales call. No so way. One year I did weekly live webinars. That's amazing though. I mean, look, that's, is it not fair to say that you put in a lot of work then that's still paying off today? Yeah. You know, like all the, all the webinars that I did doing, I think I did like hundreds of sales calls. I don't know, maybe a thousand. I don't know. So you just, you just do the webinar, people would show up. And then at the end, you're just saying like, if you want to work with me, did you say the price on the webinar? It says get on a call and we'll see if. Just get on a call and then we'll see. And then you make the offer then. And how, how much was the one-on-one? That was 5,000? When I first started, the one-on-one was 5,000. Yeah. For six months still? One year. <laughs> One year. So when you went to group, you almost kept the price about the same, but then, and then shortened the program. Yep. That's amazing. And people are still getting results, right? They're actually getting better results because you don't need one year to work on a passion project. Six months is perfect. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. I love this. So it's just a webinar every week to a sales call. How was getting on the sales call after the webinar? Did it convert really well? Was it just, was it easy? Was it a struggle? It was about 25% conversion rate okay. on average. So we did like a video sales call. Yeah. But I think yeah. I learned a lot about the audience my first yeah. year in business. Because I mean, when you're hopping on calls with hundreds of people that year. So that's what I'm saying. You're, you're doing yeah. that work. What is it like being in a market where your audience is constantly changing, where it's very That's timely. To me, it feels the same. I, I just Doesn't feel like, really. you know, we have students coming in, they're graduating, new students coming in, graduating. So to me, it doesn't feel like it's shift, It's changing all the time. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel like it's very stagnant. Really? Wow. Because I have to admit that like list size, how big is your list isn't as relevant as how many new leads are you getting every day, every week, every month, right? Because if someone's been on your list for four years, they're probably not going (laughs) to, they probably didn't get on your list when they were in eighth grade, right? So (laughs) yeah. Okay. Wow. And then what are you doing today to really 
you know, reach new people? Are you running ads? Is it just social? Is it word of mouth? Yeah, so always running Facebook ads. We mm-hmm. have PDF opt-ins going on all the time. I also started automating one of our programs. So we have that going on in the back. And then we do quarterly group program launches. And then also challenges that lead to our digital program. So, yeah. so this started as Julie wanting to do... Well, originally a brick and mortar store, but then one-on-ones. And now it's become this entrepreneurial venture where you have multiple profit centers and it's now much more scalable. What's next? Do you see it continuing to change, evolve? Like, what do you focus on next? Where, where are you at with that? I'm so excited to scale and reach thousands and thousands and thousands of high school students in this country. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking on a national level. I'm going to put it out there right now on your podcast. But then when I come back to it and be like, yeah, that was my goal. So great. In addition to, you know, the business that I'm running and the programs that we're offering, there needs to be a shift in education. And I know we're talking about shifts these days. There needs to be a shift. Mm. And I feel like I am that person who is going to make that happen. And I know there are other college counselors probably thinking like, wow, like what she's doing, is like so different. It's not traditional at all. And I want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. I want them to say, wow, what she's doing is very different. Is that, does that thing even work? Or like, I want people to question what I do. I love that you're saying this because I think it's something I'm really passionate about, but know very little about, which is, you know, like education reform, but I feel so unknowledgeable on the topic. I just read, where did I read something recently? I think it was like, Finland or something, one country in a European country, I believe that went from like some of the lowest in education to highest. And apparently the biggest shift they made was just making teachers a more prestigious career, you know, paying their teachers more. What would you say? So it really makes me so passionate that what is his name? Sir Robert Kensington. Is that his name? Have you seen his Ted talks and stuff on YouTube? I might be getting his name wrong. Someone, someone will correct me. In the in the episode, no, I have not. yeah, but uh, uh, Sir Ken Robinson—that's his name. That's his name. That has to be his name. Oh my gosh, he talks all about you know education reform, and it's so so fascinating. What what would you say is something that you would really see as something you would like to see as a shift in education? Students getting closer to their passion mm-hmm. versus what is it that you see now instead of that. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to, I'm going to be an engineer because that's what's going to get me a stable job. There are many people who will find so much passion through those careers, but is that your mm. passion? Yeah. And so my, one of my best friends, she's a career coach and she works with people who are in the corporate world, nine to five. And when asked, how are you feeling? Or are you happy what you're doing? A lot of them don't know. Which is a no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if and you don't so, know, it's because you so don't know. How can we get kids to get closer to their passion? They need to start doing real things in life, like hmm. writing an email to a professor and getting rejected and trying it again, starting a podcast, uh, hmm. starting a YouTube channel, starting a website, starting a blog, hosting your live events and have only five people show up, but doing it again. I feel like... I've learned so much more about myself and my potential in the past three years of my entrepreneurial journey versus my entire 
education, high school, yeah. college, mm-hmm. grad school, because they don't teach us how to do the real work, to be okay with failing or making mistakes, but instead labeling the student as, oh, you're a C student. You're mm-hmm. not the smart one. And therefore that determines your success, your income level, where you like, yeah. Mm. That determines your entire life. If you don't end up learning about yourself. Mm. Yeah. And I love this so much because today, 2020 is even so different than when I went to college. I graduated high school in 2002. Whoa. That sounds like a long time ago now. I'm getting old. I'm getting old, Julie. (laughs) And even back then, like AOL had just come out. Like when I was like in high school, I think. No, Napster had just come out. We didn't have the thing that what exists today. You know, you guys all know this. We're preaching the choir. You all hear this. But like, basically, you can make you can make money doing anything today. Like. And that's what's so exciting. So I love hearing this because it really is like, you'll make money when you follow your heart. You'll make money when you do that thing that you love and you follow that passion. It's about, okay, here's this thing I love that will, because what's more important than that anyways, right? Then then loving what you do and being happy. And then, then it's just like about a little strategy. How do I make this profitable? How do I make this my career? How do I make this my life? You know, like we're just sitting here on a podcast and every time I do this, it doesn't get old. It's like, how is this my life? I'm hanging out in Sedona and we're just chatting on zoom. And like all these people are going to hear that. How's that my life? But that doesn't just have to be Julie and I, you know, man. So when you, you know, and we tell this story, but who are we telling this story to someone who's in their thirties, forties, fifties and beyond, and they're hearing it now. And it's like, what about a kid hearing that? Cause that's something that's always so passionate that I'm so passionate about because I was such a, I'm not trying to hijack your story, Julie, but I think you're bringing up stuff for me that I'm very passionate about too. And I can feel your passion in this that like, I was this huge ball of untamed passion that no one knew what to do with. Cause eBay had just come out and people were like, what's eBay? And I was like, it's this thing. I'm going to put everything on there. I would take my dad's records and like, cause my dad's really old. So he had a lot of really old stuff. And I was so, it's so bad. It was so, he was so kind, but I would just take all his stuff. I'm like, this looks old. It must be valuable. And I'd be like selling all this stuff on eBay and I'm making all this money. And my parents wanted to support me, but they didn't know how they're like, what do we do with this? Like, I don't know what to do with this kid. Like keep going. And you know, gosh, like, you stumble your way through it and like to offer offer us weird weirdos a little bit more <laughs> support because there's a lot of us. Oh, it just makes me really excited too. So this has been amazing. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? Any words of wisdom or thoughts for maybe where you were three years ago, that person that might be, you know, in a one-on-one spot still, or maybe still thinking about starting, but they haven't yet. Yeah revisiting my vision and my purpose for this business changed everything about this business the vehicle the offerings the price points the duration of the program and the types of launches that i do because if i didn't think that i wanted to impact thousands of high school students i could just do one-on-one for the rest of my life and i would still make good money Mm -hmm. so just coming back to Like, why am I doing all of this? What is really my vision for my audience and for myself and for my business? Changed the way that I'm showing up for my life and for 
for this online business that I have. So, and I wanted to thank you and the mm. team so much. <laughs> yeah. Just for helping me get here. Like truly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's our vision. You know, <laughs> it is look the same thing. You just said the same thing that I've said before. I was doing a million dollars a year, $1.2 million. And I was working three hours a day, surfing and making YouTube videos. And I could have stopped there and still be there and be totally groovy, you know? And there came a point in time where I had to dig a little deeper and say, what do, what do we really want to do? Like, yeah. what are we going to do with this? And we just keep leaning. We, I don't know, but it's more than this. You know, it's not like an answer. It's like an inquiry. It's, I don't know, but more than this. And every day it's a little bit deeper and a little bit more. So yeah, the vision then, this is my last question for you because you bring this up. I think vision is the most important thing that is the considered the least important thing. Everyone scoffs at it, disregards it, thinks it's irrelevant, thinks it's not important. It's everything. So what would you then say to somebody who's like, ah, I'm not ready to have a vision or I just don't have, I don't have one. I'm not there yet. That would really inspire them today to start looking at a vision of their own. I really like the, the feed do have model where you think about who do you need to be? And so if you feel like I'm not ready to have that vision, maybe taking the time to think about that future self, like in one month or two months or in six months or one year or in my entire lifetime, like, who do I need to be? Like, mm -hmm. what do I want to be? And I think sometimes we need to sort of not force, but put more conscious thoughts into our next steps and our vision. Yeah. I don't think that I can think about my vision from the place I am at now, from my current wow, circumstance. I have so to good. think about, okay, one year later, where do I want to be? And I want to like be at a different place than where I am at right now. So that shapes my vision kind of, if that makes sense. It does make sense. It's meant yeah. to, it's meant to kind of warp people's minds a little bit, but absolutely. Yeah. It's like working out. Like I can't do the same. I love Pilates. I can't do the same workout all the time. I need to think about, okay, how can I take the higher class or how can I, yeah. you know, take it to the next level. Right. So, and, and one other thing is I used to believe that I'm not worthy enough or good enough or smart enough to have a vision. Mm. Like who am I to change education? Like who am I to have this big vision? And so starting with like respecting myself and loving myself and knowing that I can do so much. If James could do it, I can do it. Seriously. Let if, me freaking tell yeah. you if this guy can do it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that in that way, but I need to believe that I can yeah. also do it and yeah. that you can also do it. And we can all have these big visions. Yeah. Cause we're um, here for a reason, you know, so it's not an accident that yeah. the desire is already there. Yeah. So we have to acknowledge that we have to acknowledge our existence and the existence of that idea that this is something I want to do, that it's not an accident that you're breathing and having that thought or that feeling or that vision. That's so good. That's so good. But only you can do that. Just like Pilates, you know, no one's going to do your pushups for you. So you got to do that work yourself. And you did, you're doing that and it shows, you know, yeah. 
and there's more work to do. <laughs> there's a lot more. There's a lot, lot more work for all of us to do. So this has been amazing, beautiful. You're amazing, Julie. So thank you for coming on. Where can people connect with you? Especially if they're like, well, you know, my kid's in high school. So we got to figure this thing out. How can we connect with you? Yeah. So juliekimconsulting.com. We also have a YouTube channel, Conquer College Remissions podcast, Demystifying College Remissions. And Instagram handle is julie underscore kim7. So we are everywhere. I love that name, Demystifying College Admissions. So good. Well done. We're going to link all that up in the show notes for you guys. Please do Julie a favor. Reach out to her on the gram. Send her a little message. Share with her the part that she shared that had the biggest impact on you. Because if you're here and you're listening, it's time to take something away from this so you too can implement it in your business. Whether it's a belief or perspective that she had to adopt in order to become the person that she's become or a specific strategy, action item, whatever it is, let her know, let me know over on Instagram. And thank you, Julie, again, for hanging out with us, for sharing so freely, for giving up your time away from your vision to support our vision. I really appreciate that. Congratulations for your manifestation. Now it's time for another one, right? It's time to make another manifestation and another one and another one. And thank you guys to our listeners for tuning in, for hanging out. Appreciate you so much. We'll see you here on the next episode. Take care. All right. Cue the music. Look, you're an entrepreneur, which means you have goals, you know, things you want. But have you ever stopped and asked yourself, what does your business want? Or rather, what does it need? Because the truth is, the results you want are determined by the role that you fill in your business. The role that your business actually needs you to fill. And for most, that's the role that they've been avoiding. Hence why they don't have the sales, the customers, or the audience they want. Let me show you how to actually run a digital business the right way. Like the one that I was able to scale from three to nine million in one year. One that isn't a mess behind the scenes, that doesn't force you to work 14 hour days and still barely make enough. Let me show you how to step into the role of the digital CEO so you too can finally experience the rapid growth that you've been waiting for. Join us today for the free eight-part business transforming series that everyone's been talking about right now. Simply visit businessbydesign.net and let's get started.